Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Well, let's call it Masquerade Monday. The mask is off and everyone sees clear. The pretenders are gone and only the reals are still here. It's your boy OG, and if you're first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in lamest terms. It's mind over matter or ball to your fall. I can't reiterate enough. This is the last call. Winners win, losers duck the press. All I can say, I can't wait to see what's next. I got what you need. It's all right here. Happy Monday, everybody. Let's go. All right. I hate starting the show on a bad note, but man, bad news. Linebacker for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Shaq Barrett's two-year-old daughter drowned in a pool yesterday. Uh, I'm going to send a shout out to Shaq and prayers going out to him and his family. Like I said, I don't like starting the show off from bad news, but it was out there, so I decided to put it out there. Moving on, uh, Coach Prime in the news, uh, not just for the exodus or the players he told to jump in the portal when he got there, but the draft the draft is coming gone, and only one, only one HBCU player got drafted. Isaiah Bolden out of JSU, and Prime said it's shameful. And it really is. After all the things he set up so they could see the talent. You can, okay, the, the Power Five, they got the talent, but you can't tell me these HBCUs don't have talent. Look at the Hall of Famers. Look at the kids coming into the league. Although only one person got drafted, 16 others were signed, including SWAC Defensive Player of the Year, Aubrey Miller from JSU. So Coach Prime's method works. People need to follow suit. I know it's, it's only one him. But you got the blueprint. Let's make it happen. Moving on. The NFL schedule is due out May 11. So check that out. And also, Mr. Relevant this year picked 259. Just Juan Johnson uh, picked by the Rams. Let's, let's see if he makes an impact like Brock Purdy did for the 49ers. So these days, Mr. Re- Mr. Relevant is not so irrelevant. Moving on. Steph, Steph Curry dropped a 50-burger in Game 7 yesterday to take out the Kings. We'll talk about that later in the show. Uh, the Heat topped the Knicks. Jimmy Butler hobbled, uncertain if he's going to play in Game 2. Speaking of injuries, Embiid likely out for the Game 1 against the Celtics. Imagine that. Uh, the number 2 player in college basketball decommits from Texas. Rodney Terry got the job, but... Is there trouble in paradise? I hope not. Good luck, Rodney. I don't know why he decommitted, but I'm sure it'll it'll come out in the wash. We're going to see. Memphis hires Rick Stansbury as assistant. He's the former uh, Western Kentucky coach, also former Mississippi State coach. Forget coaching. Penny Hardaway in Memphis is coming next year. His son is coming. They're coming. I think if they'd have got... Further in the tournament this year, I think there would have been a problem, but it wasn't in the cards, and they didn't make it. Moving on. Brittany Griner had her first practice yesterday, reflecting on what it means to be back at home, not playing internationally anymore, and the opportunity to play again. We're glad you're home, Brittany. Like I said, I'm still not on the WNBA wagon because of the way the whole deal was handled or your teammates, but like I said, I, I haven't... Done an interview when I moved to bigger platforms. Brittany Griner would be my first interview. Houston stand up. Then we have the Yankees. And Aaron Judge is getting his uh, 
hip reevaluated. He's got a hip strain. Those big boys stay hurt with the Yankees, him and Stanton. And Bryce Harper is set to return after Tommy John surgery. Weird having a Tommy John surgery for an outfielder, but hey, Bryce is that dude, and he'll be back soon. And finally on quick hits, the XFL playoffs are set. You got a DC Defenders against the Renegades and the Sea Dragons against the Roughnecks. I'll get you the outcome of those. Like I said, information on the XFL is limited, so I'm not trying to keep you in the dark. That's just the way it is. This is their first year, so they got a long ways to go as far as getting uh, the press clippings and everything up to, uh, up to form as far as the rosters and everything. It's like it's a secret. So, yeah, that's what's going on with the XFL. Now, let's get into this NFL draft. We're going to see what your team did or what they didn't do. So, I also got the grades. First, we're going to start off in the NFC East. Philly, Philly, Philly. I mean, why should anybody even play football this year after the draft that Philly had? It's ridiculous what they hauled in. They pretty much drafted Georgia's defense of the last two years. A year ago, they was touted as the best defense ever in college. Well, most of those guys are on Philly's already stout defensive team. They're like two deep in every position. Uh, they drafted Jalen Carter at nine. Then they got Nolan Smith later on in the draft. Nolan Smith is – they now have a Michael Parsons, just faster. He he, uh, he dropped in the draft because of his uh, knee injury. But this guy, if you ever watched him on tape, he's number four. If you're watching old Georgia Tate, he's a menace. And <laughs> playing them next year, they should win the Super Bowl after this draft. They should win the Super Bowl. But after losing both coordinators, we're going to see what happens. Uh, their grade was an A. Should have been an A+. Plus. I don't know why it's just an A. Then we're going to go to the Cowboys. C-plus on the draft. <sighs> I mean, we drafted the tight, tight end from Michigan, uh, Shoemaker. He's pretty good, but we got three good tight ends already. And we got the running back, uh, Deuce Vaughn from Kansas State, who is the son of one of the Cowboy Scouts. You know, Jerry couldn't leave the draft without, you know, without stealing the show. Uh, that was very emotional for him because he's, I guess he's known him pretty much his whole life. And the father made the call to let him know he was coming to work with him next week. But Dallas, and on the whole, I didn't like the draft, but we're going to see. The Giants, they got A-plus in the draft. They, draft, they drafted cornerback Deontay uh, Bryant from Maryland and Jalen Hyde, the speedster from Tennessee. So they filled a lot of holes as far as the whole draft goes. And uh, I can see what I got at A+. Plus. But Saquon's not signed yet. He just gave Daniel Jones $40 million. So we going to see. The Commanders, they got a B. They got uh, the cornerback Forbes from Mississippi State. And uh, D.K. Henry, K.J. Henry, the defensive end from Clemson. I guess he's going to be Chase Young's uh, replacement with Chase Boats because you're not going to tell a guy like Chase Young. You're not going to pick up his fifth-year option. Hopefully, he'll be in a Cowboys uniform the year after next. But, hey, we'll see. B for the Commanders. We go NFC North. You got Detroit. They got a B-plus grade. They drafted Jamar Gibbs out of Alabama, the running back. He's really an all-purpose, kind of like a, kind of like my man that uh, played for the Rams, but which uh, catapulted Philly into trading for uh, DeAndre Swift. <sighs> like I said, Philly's got everything. And the Detroit also took Hernan Hooker. 
he's he's hurt, but he's gonna be backing up Golf. Golf's the sturdy guy, so there might be Golf's backup after his contract runs out because you know they don't want to pay guys now. So pretty good pickup for them. They got a B plus. The Detroit Lions are gonna be a problem in NFC North next year if you didn't know. The Vikings got a B minus. They got uh, the wide receiver Jordan Addison to go alongside. Uh, Jefferson after they let Thielen go. So that was a good pickup. And they got two uh, good corners in the second and third round. So that Vikes de- defense has got to do something. Well, that coach is going to be looking for a new job next year. Just my thoughts. Then we're moving on to the Packers. They got a B plus. I mean, they drafted. They needed offensive line help. And wide receiver, they drafted a defensive end within the first round. Uh I don't know what the deal is with the defensive ends this year, but they drafted like everybody drafted. They, the whole draft, they drafted like 20 in the first two rounds. So I don't know what's up with that. But, yeah, they drafted a defensive end. They got some uh, other guys later on in the later rounds, but I don't look for the packs to, pack to do much. Then Chicago, who needed a little bit of everything, primarily an offensive line. They got a B plus, and they helped themselves with Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle from Tennessee. He's a monster. He's probably going to play guard in the, in the league, but they need help anywhere they can get it along that line. So he's a first-rounder, so no problem. Moving on. NFC South, Carolina. Hey, B-plus. They got your guy Bryce Young, number one pick, and Jonathan Domingo, the wide receiver from Ole Miss. He was in Lane Kiffin's system, so he's got somebody to throw to now after the departure of D.J. Moore. So I wish Bryce nothing but good luck. And he's got a a quarterback whisperer as his coach, so I think he'll be fine. Despite all the small, talking about him being small. I think it's a meet point, so we'll see. Atlanta, they get a B+. B They drafted Bajon Robinson, who I thought the Cowboys were going to come up and get. And I'm mad that they didn't, but hey, they got him. Atlanta wants to see if the quarter, new quarterback, the Ritter can, from Cincinnati, they want to see if he can actually play. He got somebody he can run play action with. So Atlanta did pretty good, B+. Plus. Saints got a B-. minus. Uh, it's hard to tell what the Saints are right now. Uh, they drafted Brian Barisi. He's, he's a defensive end. They, I mean, they already has, have a stout defense. So, like I said, I don't know what they need because they've been in turmoil since uh, – the other coach stepped away. So we're going to see. But they got a B minus in the draft. Tampa, A minus. They drafted Kalia Cansey. This dude is the Aaron Donald twin. They play just alike. They both went to Pittsburgh. It's like you're looking in the mirror when you see this guy. I don't think he's as strong as Donald, but everything else is primarily the same. And they needed that in the front line along with a couple of other things, but. They they showed up a lot of spots, but it's really going to be about who they got at quarterback. A-minus for Tampa. NFC West. We're going to start with the 49ers, who's everybody's perennial favorite. And they pretty much have everything. So what did they do? They drafted a kicker, K. Moody, Jake Moody out of Michigan. That's what you do when you have everything else. They're trying to stockpile picks again. But like I said, after Shanahan's been anywhere four years, Check the stats. Get back to me. I know what I'm talking about. Then we go to Seattle. Well, the 49ers got a C minus. Seattle got an A. But like I said, the big mistake they made, they picked Devon Witherspoon at 
five instead of Jalen Carter because of his antics. They really needed Jalen Carter. But this guy's no slouch either. So they they still came out of it a good deal. But, man, they, they should have took the Jalen Carter, even though I think they could have changed him. Then they took Jackson uh, out of Ohio State to go alongside DK. So that wasn't bad. So Pete made had a good haul. Like I said, they were A. Moving on to the Cardinals, they were A+. They need also need offensive line help, so they drafted Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Great pick. Kyler won't be back till midseason, but still, that lets them know that they're, they're working on trying to keep him safe. And we have the Rams, who had an A-. Rams need a lot of stuff. They had a lot of picks, whatever. But they what stood out to me, they drafted Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback for what? If you watch that national championship game, they stopped trusting him before halftime. So I don't know. Plan this. This is going to be another case of Mac Jones. He's not even as good as Mac Jones. He's around an average guy around a couple of five stars that's been there fifth year senior. So he gets drafted. You're not telling me that it's some guys down in HBCU ranks that are better than this guy. You're just not telling me that. That's all I'm saying. We're going to go. Now we're going to step into the AFC. AFC East. The Miami Dolphins. B minus. They didn't really draft anybody that could help them. They're pretty much set everywhere. Except on the defense. Like I said, if Miami's defense plays average and Tua stays healthy, they're winning the division. I don't care who's in it. It's just that simple. Okay, we're moving on to the Jets, B-minus, with Aaron Rodgers in town now. They drafted defensive end Will McDonald from Iowa. Like I said, they need offensive line help. Defensive coaches draft defensive players. That's all I'm saying. The Pats actually got an A-minus in the in the draft. They drafted uh, Christian Gonzalez, the quarterback. Like I said, defensive, coach from, defensive coaches draft defensive players. He drafted cornerback. He's a cornerback out of Oregon. Defensive specialist, not a bad pick, but they covered a lot of holes in the draft. But we're going to see. It's all about Mac Jones and Bill Belichick's relationship. Will he get shipped out or won't he? He's not a franchise guy. I told you that when he was drafted. So we'll see. And finally, in that division, got Buffalo, who got an A. They drafted tight end Dalton Kincaid from Utah. He's a baller. I used to watch him late night. He's a baller, but they ain't going to be up. One player is not going to change their fortunes. It's all about Josh Allen, the hype behind Josh Allen, and how he chokes every year. Will this be another year of choking? Because the way the FC East is looking, I wouldn't bet on Buffalo. Moving on to the FC North. We got the Ravens. They got a B rating, but they drafted Zay Flowers. He's a baby Tyreek Hill with better hands. Add that with uh, OBJ. Add that with Lamar just got paid Jackson. Man, you have a problem. We gonna see. Moving on to Cincinnati. Cincinnati got an A grade. They also were in the defensive end sweepstakes. Miles Murphy, they're a pretty solid team. They had a pretty good draft. Uh, then we're going to go to the Steelers, who had a great draft. A-plus by the Steelers. Then they drafted one of their own. Joey Porter Jr., quarterback out of Penn State. You know, Joey Porter was a great linebacker for the Steelers. So he came on home, but they had a great draft. 
then finally the Browns, they got A minus. They got Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver from Tennessee. And, and they needed another wide out to go alongside uh, Amari Cooper. And all I'm going to say about Cleveland right now is going to be the return of the W4. So all you pundits, remember what you said about him. We're not talking about the massage therapy. Remember what you said about him. This guy was a top five. No, he was a top three quarterback before all the trouble started. Well, he's going to introduce himself to you again this year. That's all I'm saying. Then we go on AFC South. The Texans. Texas graded out at B minus. How I don't know why. They got CJ Stroud at quarterback from Ohio State. And they got the number one defensive player, second all around defensive player, uh, Will Anderson. Uh, could be the start of something great here for the Texans. Like I said, I was skeptical about D'Amico coming here. Now that he's here, he's got a six year contract. So they're not firing him the first two years or the first year. You know how it goes with the brothers down here. So, but I think he's making strides. I think they'll be in contention if in a couple years, probably. I mean, I think they're contending in their division next year, but I don't see them winning anything. Not unless CJ Stroud is like hitting shows of above what they think. But we're going to see. I'm rooting for you, D'Amico, but not as a fan. Cowboys don't do that. I'm just saying. Do you think, brother? Okay, the Jags, they got a B. They got a B rating. And they need a they don't really need a lot either, but they need uh offensive line help keeping people off of sunshine. Anton Harrison, big tackle from Oklahoma, fits the bill. That's who they took. Then we go into the Titans. They got an A rating. They picked up, they need a lot of help everywhere. Their quarterback position is also in uh question, but they drafted the big lineman Peters Karonski from Northwestern. And they also drafted the quarterback who had to eat the most crow, the player who had to eat the most crow on draft day. Will Levis? Yeah. Yeah, that cocky thing? Yeah, it's not working out for you. Stay humble, son. Stay humble. Glad you got drafted. Do your thing. Then we have the Colts. They got an A plus because they drafted Anthony Richardson. The man, probably the guy that had the most talent, but not the most polished. So, uh, Shane Steichens is going to hook his wagon to him, and hopefully he can be the next Jalen Hurts or the first Anthony Richardson. This this kid is chock load of talent. I don't think, I don't know. The Colts have players everywhere. If this kid can give them a little something, RPO, whatever, they might be a problem in the division. But he's not. he's really not ready, but... Like I said, it depends on if he starts or if he sits. But we're going to see. And lastly, moving on to the FC West, we got Denver. They got a B-plus grade. Okay, they didn't, you know, Sean Payton's going to do his thing. They drafted Marvin Mims, the wide receiver from Oklahoma. It's a bounce-back gear for Russ. So all, all you guys standing on the sideline taking shots, get ready to eat some humble pie. That's all I'm saying. The Raiders come in at a B minus. They drafted Tyree Wilson, another defensive end from Texas Tech. Not much to say there. Josh McDaniel is out of his death. And I don't know how many years it's going to take before they figure that out. Okay, then we got defending champs. KC, what do they need? They had a couple of receivers leave. But other than that, they stayed pat. They drafted Felix Uzoma and Rasheed Rice. The wide receiver from SMU. 
So look to hear from them. They're going to be in it no matter what. And last, the Chargers. The Chargers just went TCU crazy. They drafted the big wide receiver, Quentin Johnson. They also drafted the quarterback, Max Duggan, who will never play, not unless Josh, Josh, um, uh, Justin Herbert gets carried off. And they also drafted the other wide receiver from TCU, Darius Davis. I'm like, somebody over there was in love with TCU or they were on the staff. So we're going to see how that goes. They're still a young team. The coach is on the hot seat. Just It's Justin Herbert's make or break gear. Let's see how it turns out. That's all I have for the draft. Now we're going to transition into this NBA. Yesterday, watching the Warriors and the Kings game simply broke my heart. I've never seen guys not want it like the Kings didn't want it in their building. It was ridiculous. I can't put this all on Mike Mike Brown because he told them that they didn't want it. But his rotations were terrible. Herder should have never touched, touched the floor again. He had Mitchell, and he brought this new kid in Davis, which Steph just destroyed him. The Warriors basically did to the Kings what the Kings did to them the game previous. They put him in a 1-4 set, and he let Steph go one-on-one -on -one with anybody he want. If you know how to run the 1-4, you know what I'm talking about. He just took this guy one-on-one. -on -one, and Mike Brown had a brain fart or didn't forgot what he was looking at and didn't take the ball out of Steph's hands. Steph's going down the lane, doing layups. I would have laid him out. He was like, this is not the old NBA. He would have got laid. He wouldn't have got a 50 burger. He had 20 at halftime. So that lets you know how it was going. The rotation sucked. They could not get a rebound. Sabonis. So and he turned into a, it wasn't because he was Euro. He, the lights were too bright for Sabonis. The light is just just it's just plain and simple. He's a good player. He should have averaged at least 25 that series. The lights were too bright and he cracked under the pressure. There's no other way to sum it up than that. He cracked under the pressure. And it, it was sad to see. Sad to see. And like, like I said, Steph and Looney, if you want to be real about it, Steph and Looney are the only two guys that showed up for the Golden State Warriors. But like I said, Steph dropped a 50-burger. A 50-burger. It's not easy to do. And, and people are going to say what they want to say about Steph. They're going to sensationalize him. The greatest ever point. Steph's not a point guard. He turns the ball over way too much to be a point guard. He's a hybrid. Let's just take it as that. Let me tell you new school guys something. Let me tell you something you might not want to hear, but this is the truth. Steph is old school. Steph is old school. Yeah, he shoots threes, but he's old school. Check the daddy. He is ours. He's not yours. He's in this new era, but Steph is an old school basketball player. Silent killer. The media likes him. Sometimes, like I say, Steph is not the nice guy he portrays to be, especially on the basketball court. You think he's not licking his chops playing against LeBron? And, like, you know, thinks LeBron has passed it. And he's going to have to show him. LeBron's going to have to show him he's not because they're going to run them out of the building. And they have home court advantage. So, Laker, Laker fans, you better wake up. Hey, 
They keep if LeBron goes wild in this Lakers Warriors series, they're gonna get blown out. The point blank, some Anthony Davis has to be the man. There's no more passing the torch, and no more. You gotta have a good game. If he does not show up, if he gets hurt, it's over. It's over. Austin Reeves, good luck trying to check Steph or Clay. That's all I'm saying. I'm picking the Warriors to win it because, like I said, the best two teams that I that I've seen in these playoffs so far just got finished playing each other. The Warriors and the Kings. Best two, best two. They the best two teams I saw. Everybody else has been suspect. I mean, the Heat's been playing out of their mind, but those were the best two teams I've seen in these playoffs so so far. So, we're going to find out who the league covets most. Is it poster boy, LeBron James, or is it a nice guy, Steph Curry? We about to see. Moving on, we got Denver and Phoenix. It's also making me highly upset because I know Monty is a better coach than that. He's on this uh, Spurs share the ball type thing. Well, here's the rub. Jamal Murray knows Devin Booker's game. They pretty much going to cancel each other out. Why he's not running the offense through Kevin Durant is beyond me. I've seen way too many times him standing outside the perimeter with his hands up and these clowns acting like they don't know who he is. It's ridiculous. On the break, Chris Paul, who we know is a hater, you got KD on one wing and some unknown on the other wing. Who you throwing the ball to? Well, Chris Paul throws it to the guy who you don't know and who's going to miss the layup. KD could have went for 40 easy yesterday. He could have dropped 50 yesterday, but they never gave him a chance to. He had 29. I think they took him out like late third or something like that. He could have dropped 40, 50 yesterday. And that's the best I've seen him look since he came back from the little injury. So, and Monty, like I said, the bench is going to be everything. Nobody to Denver, I wasn't too worried. Because Jokic did what Jokic always does. Murray's not going to shoot like that for the entire series. And uh, Gordon doesn't get 20 points a night. So, don't press the panic button yet. Now, if they get toasted tonight, maybe you have to. Like I said, Monty. I'm going to say this again, because maybe you forgot. There are two guys on your bench that could help you. Not Shamit. TJ Warren, who dropped 50 on Jimmy Butler. And you got Terrence Ross, who's a walking bucket. Man, forget that defensive philosophy. You got to score. You have to score. I hope Monty gets off this before they get down too far and that they can't win. Hopefully, they'll bring a win home tonight, but I'm not liking what I'm seeing from them at all. Maybe Monty wants to get out of there or something. And Chris Paul, stop hating. Man. Moving on to the East, we got the Knicks and the Heat. No Julius Randle. See, the problem the Knicks is going to have with this series is they can't bully the Miami Heat. <laughs> That's what Pat Riley does. You actually copping Pat Riley's style. Thibodeau is a disciple of Pat Riley. You can't beat the master of what they do best. They don't have the guys, especially now with Julius Randle in there and the Villanova connection, Hart and Brunson. 
Well, they got a Villanova guy, too. His name's Kyle Lowry. He dropped 18 yesterday, and he cared nothing about Jalen Brunson or, or, or Josh Hart because, you you know, he's the two of them when they were at Villanova. So he's not worried. Jalen Brunson, you're not going to live in the paint with, with Adebayo in there. I mean, like I said, Brunson is old school. His dad played in the league. He knows what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. That's a superpower. Most of these guys in the league now don't have a clue. But he does. And like I said, they could they could be a problem. I'm thinking it's going six, and I'm thinking the Heat winning. That That is if Jimmy Butler can come back from this uh, ankle because it looked pretty bad. looks like a probably a three to five uh, day thing where he can actually play play, which would probably put him in like game three or four. But we'll see because they need him. He can't just – Come out there and be a decoy because in that case, I think the Knicks would win it. But but we're going to see. And last, we have uh, Boston against Philly. And MB's hurt again. Imagine that. All that talk. He can't stay healthy. And crying about the MVP. Well, you wanted the MVP. You don't need the big trophy. If all you wanted the MVP. But the fact is, they might just pull off a wing because they might they, the times I've watched them play without him, they actually didn't play bad. If James Harden goes into his bag and becomes old James Harden, he has enough guys running with him that, that he can make it happen. Because, you know, with Boston, Boston's going to shoot threes all game. Live by the three, die by the three. Easy fix. If Harden can get going, he can get Maxie going, Tobias Hurst, you know, Tucker on the defensive end, they might steal one. If they could steal one in this first game with Embiid out, that that would go a long way. I still think the Celtics are gonna gonna win because they, you know, Philly just doesn't have enough firepower. But I still think they're gonna win. I still think uh, Boston is gonna win. So we don't see about you don't even have to talk about Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're gonna do what they do. Uh, Smart's gonna do what he does. If they can keep right. Um, the big man in the middle, Williams, they can keep him healthy. Yeah, they're blasting on all cylinders, and I don't see Philly winning under any circumstances. That's all I'm saying. But last but not least, we're going to get out here. The I got something uh, about the NBA. I need to get off my chest. The whole Dylan Brooks trash-talking thing. Listen, let me tell you something. If you don't talk trash, just because you're the guy doesn't mean nobody can talk smack to you. That's the problem with these guys now. If you're the guy, you have to show that you're the guy when when called upon. You know what that's called? That's called competition. That's what it's called. So if some guy comes up and says, I don't think you're better than me. Of course, Dylan Brooks knows LeBron is better than him, has the bigger name and all that. But Dylan said, show me. Show me. And there's nothing wrong with that. Them, okay, I'm not a fan of them not coming to the podium and talking after. I mean, that's some coward shit. But I'm just saying that he not wrong for that. He wanted to know. And like, like I said, if you're the man, that's not nothing you're going to go to the media and cry about. If you're the man, you tell him, yeah, I'm going to show you. Oh, yeah, I'm going to show you. All that walking up to him before a game, what was that? That's some crybaby stuff. If you're the man, I'm telling them on the floor, I'm going to kill you. That's it. 
So get off of Dylan, man. He did nothing wrong. Like I said, if you the man, show me you the man. And that's how it really is supposed to go. All right, that's all I got for today on Masquerade Monday. Let me get out of here. But first, I got a special, special birthday shout out. Uh, happy, happy heavenly birthday to my sister, Kelly Anita Plummer. We miss you down here and we forever. It's your boy OG and I'm O-U-T.